Good morning. It's a Thursday. It is Kale and Company Live. A delight to have you along with us on AM 1450 WKXL 103.9 in the greater Concord area. 101.9 FM in Manchester. And, of course, streaming 24 hours a day on nhtalkradio.com. Thanks for being with us today. And uh, we have a, a very special guest in studio for many reasons. One of the reasons he's very special is that he's the dad of our producer, Kat. And uh, we welcome to the show the maestro, <laughs> Carlos Martinez. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you for having me here, it, Kevin. It, it is terrific to have you here. And uh, opera singer, public school teacher, private vocal instructor, uh, music director slash conductor, uh, professor at UNH, organist, yes. choir director. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. On and on. I mean, what what can't this person do, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I was doing a little background on you, as I do with all of my guests before they come on the program. And I understand you started in very humble beginnings. I did, yes. I was, I was raised in San Antonio, Texas, and we... Had we weren't very very rich or anything, and um, I was the I was the only one who graduated from my family uh, from college, and um, we from there, and I went on to my career, and so I've had a I've had a wonderful time in my life, and I've had some great experiences, and it's the music that truly got me out of all of that, and um, I I'm very happy with where I am right now. So I'm I'm assuming, and perhaps I shouldn't, but I'm assuming you did not come from musical family is that true well um yeah my mother on my mother's side um my grandfather was the one who who had the music but she did not my father i believe played the tuba ah. um along with his brother and so my uncle and so that's my only link that i have to music and there's a great story um about my grandfather that my mother told me now he was also quite poor and he was a gardener at this mansion, this wealthy mansion. And there was a boy who was taking piano lessons up on the second floor. And the boy would yell out to my grandfather saying, hey, let's trade places. During my lesson, I would like to go and play and you come up and take my lessons. And the person teaching the lessons, you know, as long as they got paid, they didn't care, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so my father would climb up the trellis. I mean, my, my grandfather would climb up the trellis and take free piano lessons for five years. And that's where he got his beginnings as a musician. Wow. <laughs> so so you, you certainly did have some uh, music in your background. Definitely. And, and uh, w when did you first find your voice, which I have never, I've never heard you sing, but I know you have a, a wonderful speaking voice. When, when did you first find your voice? Well, what's interesting was, was that the voice changed rather suddenly. It was around seventh grade when I went from, you know, hello, how are you to hello, how are you? <laughs> and what's, what's funny is, is that when the voice dropped, my brother, who was two years older than I am, he, um, his and my voice were very similar on the phone. So whenever my brother's 
girlfriends would call. Mm-hmm. They say, "Oh, is this Freddie?" And I'd say, "Yes, this is Freddie. How are you?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, so that's when I said, "Hey, wait a minute. My voice can be really, really used for something else." So, uh, but it wasn't until about high school that I really started to begin singing. And that's a story in itself that I can tell you in a bit. But uh, it was around high school. I actually started playing the trombone when I was in the sixth grade. And that truly opened my eyes to music. And I had a great teacher. His name was Wade Wilson. Um, And he was an awesome instructor and really taught me so much about uh, music. And that's where I got my sort of my basis, my background. Started with the trombone. Yes. And uh, do you still play it? As a matter of fact, I still play. uh, About three years ago, I had had my last professional gig. Yeah. So I still, you know, you know, bring the trombone out and trying to help my chops out. So I still do that. Now, now you told me uh, just before we went on the air that uh, right now you consider yourself retired, but yes. uh, you, you're still doing a number of things, <laughs> yes. uh, and, and, and uh, I- including uh, you uh, you conduct the uh, Center Harbor Town Band. Yes, I've been their yeah. band director, their music director, for over 15 years, mm-hmm. and it was a band when I first started there. Um, apparently, the band director uh, there there was a, a gentleman. I believe his name was Paul Robeson. I believe that was his name. He had a wonderful town band, the Center Harbor Town Band, and got it to to a point where it was pretty large. But after he left, they had some other directors that um, didn't quite work out, and the band dwindled down to about four or five players. Wow! And so when I started, our very first rehearsal had two players. And now we are at 55 players. And uh, I told my band members that we're going to have to really watch our weight um, because <laughs> as each year goes on, we just cannot fit into the bandstand. So I told them that I'm going to put a scale right outside the, the, uh, you know, the uh, bandstand. And if you've gone over, you're going to have to run around the lake a couple of times to, you know, to fit. Put a warning on the bandstand like they do in the elevators. <laughs> only, right. only so many pounds Correct. in those elevators. Same with your, your bandstand. Now, now tell us about your schedule for the, uh, the Center Harbor Town Band. Well, the Center Harbor Town Band um, has concerts on Fridays, on Friday nights, and they're at 7 o'clock. And it's, if you've not been to Center Harbor, it is one of the most pristine, most iconic settings for New England. And whenever I go there, I've been going there for over 15 years. Whenever I go there, I still, it still takes my breath away. Mm. The bandstand is located right in the middle, in between two mountains, and behind the bandstand is the lake is Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah. So yeah. when you sit as, as an audience member, you have the most beautiful views, wow. the most gorgeous music as well. So we put on concerts on Fridays, and our first concert every season is the 4th of July. We have anywhere between 1,000 and 2,000 people show up. And of course, they're there for the fireworks as well too, but mm-hmm. it's amazing. This past 4th of July, we had my daughter, Catherine. Yeah. She sang with her beautiful voice uh, and wowed the crowds with her singing. We had the audience members, they're, they're normally talkative, and they were so quiet. They, they were, were really, silenced. They huh? were listening. Yeah, right, yeah. And I told them that you know we are affectionately known as the Boston Pops of the Lakes region, and except we don't charge. So that's the big thing, right? Yeah. So 
we start on the 4th of July, and then every Friday for the next five Fridays, we put on concerts. And the concerts are from 7 to 8.15. We usually stop around when the black flies start to show up. Yeah. I'm, you know, when, sure. When they yeah. start to attack the audience. But yeah. we have beautiful, beautiful music, guest artists, and it's just a great place just to be able to listen and just enjoy. And, and you have one uh, coming up tomorrow night? We have a concert coming up tomorrow night, and uh, this concert will feature music from the late 1800s and the early 1900s. Um, and this is really the tra- this is the core of most band music. See, band music originated fr- uh, came from all of the marching bands that were in all the in all of the um, the auxiliaries and all of these places where you um, you had um, these troops would have a musician. Mm-hmm to be able to tell them to go left, to go right, and go right. forward, and things like that. Yeah. And so all these musicians banded together, no pun intended, or, or okay, pun, pun, pun intended. Pun intended, yeah. And, and started to play all the, all these marches, and this is where John Philip Sousa came out, and Carl King, and all of these wonderful composers. And so we play this music, and so this Friday we'll, we will feature all of this wonderful music, um, v- music by Victor Herbert. We will have... Um, uh, lots of overtures from lots of um, uh, musicals and mm-hmm. operettas. Yep. We will have a lot of great marches. And um, we also have a sing-along as well, too, in the concerts. We have we have our lyrics that, that are printed in the music, and we have the audience also sing along as well. So it's a great place to go here and also participate in a great concert. Wow, that, that, that is really something, and uh, not too far from uh, where we are, really, and uh, certainly worth the trip to go to uh, Center Harbor. Absolutely. And uh, and the scenery is great. The, the music is outstanding. What else could you want? Well, you know what? Also, a lot of people don't know where Center Harbor is, and so I just tell them it's called Center Harbor because it's in the middle of Lake Winnipesaukee, and it is exactly five minutes north of Meredith. Now, most people know where Meredith is, sure, yeah, and so it's just a great place to go to, and um, you can find us, as a matter of fact, at www.centerharbortownband.com. That's where our schedule is, and you'll see tons of pictures of all of the people that show up there yep. and uh some wonderful articles about us and i just truly love this band and i've been told by other band members who've come to visit they say that this is the best sounding town band that they've ever heard wow and that that's amazing. pretty good for volunteers yeah exactly exactly so concert tomorrow night seven o'clock that's right until uh, about eight fifteen. Center Harbor Town Band, and uh, you will be able to see Carlos Martinez, the maestro, in action (laughs) at Center Harbor tomorrow night and the following Friday as well. That's right. And and, and, uh, and your daughter Catherine, or Cat as we call her, uh, will be performing a week from tomorrow. Doing Doing a lot of Broadway tunes. Oh, I love it. I love it. We'll be back. Carlos Martinez is with us. It's Kale and Company live here on 103.9 FM, 1450 AM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Streaming around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. We'll be back right after these words on WKXL. So stay with us. It is a Thursday. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL. Great to have you along with us. 1450 on the AM dial, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 
101.9 FM, the signal that booms into downtown Manchester and beyond, as well as nhtalkradio.com, around the clock, no matter where you are. And uh, Carlos Martinez is with us today, the maestro. The maestro. He is the uh, music director, conductor of the uh, Center Harbor Town Band, and uh, we were talking uh, off the air during that commercial break that uh, all the concerts you perform uh, throughout the summer, uh, starting on the 4th of July and uh, through early August, they're all different. Correct. What we, what we do is we have a different theme for every yeah. every Friday. So 4th of July, patriotic, great tunes. We play a lot of uh, you know things to honor the people in our armed services, uh, the, armed, the armed forces. And then uh, the second concert is typically Americana. Beautiful folk tunes, great tunes from from the past. And then the other concerts, uh, like I said, this concert that's coming up on Friday, which is tomorrow, right, will be um, music from the past. And the following Friday, we have uh, Broadway favorites, which will include music from Broadway shows and musicals, as well as movies. And Catherine Martinez, Catherine Cormier Martinez, will be uh, our lead singer and starring in that. And so it's a wonderful opportunity for people to be able to to reminisce and to enjoy this music. And um, the following Friday will be a concert that will feature lots of the young players. See, we have we have players in this band that range from uh, 16 years old all the way to we have a person who is 93 years old. Wow! His name something. yes, his name is um, Joe Lopresti, and uh, what a great guy! And we really span. A, you know, a great width of ages and experience as well, too. That That is really something. And another remarkable thing that you were telling me, I was saying since there are different, you know, pieces of music every week that, uh, you know, you must be rehearsing a lot, but you said that's not really the case. Well, we have three rehearsals prior yeah. uh, to the 4th of July. Right. And we, and what I try and do in these rehearsals is try and cover all of the music that, you know, at least all the harder pieces. Mm-hmm. Um over half of the band, these people, uh, these players, are, um, I call them my salty players because they have a lot of experience. They're, they played so many marches and so many songs that they literally have all these songs in their head. So they could literally, I could pull out any, virtually any march and they would be able to sight read it at first sight. And so many times in our concerts, as a matter of fact, this Friday, we have a couple of pieces that I've pulled out that I thought would be great for the concert, yet we have not even seen the music, and we're going to rehearse it at 6 o'clock for the first time. Yeah. And they are such wonderful players, and they do such a fantastic job. So I feel lucky that I don't have to deal with having to work hours and hours and hours. These, these people are just yeah. fantastic musicians, yeah. and I really feel that we are a family. Uh, they they absolutely cannot stand my puns and jokes, but the the more they cannot stand them, the more I give. There you go. See that? <laughs> uh, it, it's it's truly amazing. So fifty five strong huh, in the in the in the band. Fifty five strong. Yeah. And um, I I I pun a lot with the um, with the audience because I do tell them that we are just to let you know we are a Grammy nominated band. And I tell them that our grandmothers nominated us to be in the band. You see that? <laughs> yes. See that? 
And uh, as you said, uh, uh, many of the band members have been with it for a long time. And, very, uh, very long, yes. And that, that is terrific. I, I would imagine that uh, folks show up even to hear your rehearsal. You know what? They absolutely do. Yeah. And I tell them, hey, listen, you know, you, you're going to hear it twice, and the second time will be even better. There you go. But, um, yeah. you know, these players that, that, that we have not only play in Center Harbor, but there are many other town bands in New Hampshire and throughout New England where players will go, for instance, on Wednesday nights, the Kate Park Band in Wolfboro mm-hmm. is a great band. Uh, Scott Lounsbury, one, uh, one of my colleagues, is the conductor there. Uh, he, he has wonderful concerts there. Um, Livy Byrant conducts the um, uh, the Belmont Band. So there's a lot of town bands in many of the towns uh, that the players play aside from the Center Harbor Town Band, so their so their chops are pretty good, and they're seeing some music that does repeat, depending upon which group you're you're with. Terrific! Wow, it sounds it sounds great, and a great venue. Totally r- terrific yes. music. Yes, and um, so tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Center Harbor and uh, show up and and uh, it's free. It's free. It's um, free. There are some granite seats that are there, but please bring a chair yep. right across the street. There's a wonderful uh, ice cream shop. Oh, so uh, so people wow. just walk just right across the way and uh, bring the ice cream over and have just a wonderful time. We have many children that come to the concerts and yeah. I. When I see that, uh, I try and educate them about, you know, what's this instrument? What is this? We have many dogs. We're sponsored by the, the American Kennel Association. Cause Very nice. Every time we play some loud notes, those dogs start howling. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Join in the chorus, right? That's right. Oh, that is fabulous. So uh, if you've never done it before, I, I would suggest you uh, take advantage of this great experience in New Hampshire and uh, this week and next. And is that it for the season? Nope. And then there's one, uh, one more, more as well. Too. Okay. Yes, so right. three more chances to go. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. The next three uh, Friday nights at 7 o'clock. It's probably going to be a little warm tomorrow. Probably going to be yeah. be a bit warm. But I but I do tell them that Center Harbor yeah. is such a magical place. Yeah. So I tell them that, that the selectmen decide what the temperature is going to be right at the right, – Right at concert time. So it's usually about 72. That's I think that's what they voted the, the last time. There you go. All right. It is a magical place. It's like Camelot. In it's Center like Camelot. Harbor. If you've never been there, and we're not that far away, folks, wherever you may be listening, you're not that far away. So make the trip to uh, Center Harbor, whether it be uh, tomorrow evening, uh, next Friday, or the following Friday. And if not, then you'll miss out on the entire season. So how, how do you stay busy otherwise once the uh, Center Harbor town band season comes to an end well um i live in manchester and i have a vocal studio it's a private vocal studio that i've had for about going on almost 30 years Mm. and i have a wonderful clientele of students that come in uh lots of high schoolers lots of people that are uh that are um more experienced let's say in life and people that come in uh from um out of state that study with me as well too so we either work on stuff with musicals, we do classical music as well, and so most of that, most of that other time that I have is with the vocal studio, and it's called Carlos Martinez Vocal Studio. Where did you come up with that name? Hmm. <laughs> you're good. You're good. And so that's where I spend most of my time uh, there, and also at UNH because I'm a I'm a professor there as well. Yeah. Too. Yes. Yeah, and you know it, it must be remarkable though for, for you. You you talked about how you discovered your voice, mm-hmm. but you in turn have helped pe- many people over the years 
discover their voices. You know and what? That must be very special. It it is truly um, a heartwarming experience and feeling to be able to impart whatever I know into their into their minds, into my students' minds, and they take it from there. And so, lots of my students have ended up on. On, on Broadway, I, I'm not talking about Broadway here in Concord. Right. I'm talking about, you know. Broadway in New York in, City. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so they've played leads in Broadway. Wow. Um, there are some that are now in film and television in Hollywood as well. And it's just wonderful to be able to see all the students out there who, who have come through my studio and have experienced not only learning how to sing, but understanding what their voice is like. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to do a performance, having to be able to do an audition, how to do an audition. So we go over all of these things. Some students say, you know what, I really want to be a better sight reader of music. So I teach them music theory, sight reading, ear training. So they really get the whole thing there at my studio. And you talk about the audition. I mean, that is so, so important. And uh, you have to be prepared for that because that's your one shot, right? A- absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. It's it. It's something that everyone has to go through, correct? So it's really the most important thing before you end up getting some work. So everything has to be done just right, and you have to understand that there are some things that you should do and should not do when you audition. Um, there's a certain protocol, there's a deportment, things that you have to be able to uh, follow so that way you are noticed as well. and. Uh, that you follow the procedures to be able to get to that. But yes, one of the hardest things, of course, is stage fright. Yeah, Most people sure. have that. Yeah. And so we have to overcome that. Even though you might have stage fright, we, we need to not see that. So that way we have the much better presentation. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, stage fright or adrenaline uh, yes, sometimes yes. Uh, does help uh, without question. That's right. Carlos Martinez, the maestro, <laughs> is with us here on WKXL. It's Kale and Company live on this Thursday. If you missed any part of this program or want to hear it again, you can do so at 7 o'clock this evening. On uh, 1450 AM WKXL, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in the Queen City of Manchester and beyond. And streaming around the clock. And you can find the past programs of this show and others on WKXL at nhtalkradio.com. More with Carlos Martinez coming up right after these words. We have to pay a few bills, but we will be right back. It's Thursday. It's Kale and Company Live. A delight to have you along with us on WKXL, 1450 AM. The signal has been around now 76 years, even longer than I've been around. <laughs> it's hard to believe. 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester, streaming at nhtalkradio.com. Carlos Martinez is our guest with a wonderful voice. Oh, thank you. A delight thank to you. have you with us. Thank you. The maestro. And uh, we were talking about the uh, Center Harbor Town Band just before yes. the break. And uh, you were telling me during the break about the uh, unique bandstand that you have. Yes. Right where the bandstand is, oh, I did some research, and there used to be a, a giant hotel. It was yellow. The wood was painted yellow. And it was the place where people went 
during the wintertime especially, and they brought their sleds uh, and their horse-drawn carriages to be able to go from there up to the mountains and into the in, into that into that area, the uh, Tufton Borough and places like that. So the hotel burned, and um, so right at that point, they built a wonderful bandstand, and this particular bandstand is not uh, only aesthetically uh, pleasing to the eye, but it is um, built so that way the sound of the band can actually go out toward the audience. The, the top, the, the front part of the bandstand is uh, the ceiling or the roof is, is angled. So that way the sound goes up from the band out into the audience. And mm. so acoustically, wow. you hear absolutely a great sound. And so, you know, the band is acoustic, which means no electricity. Right. So we get this, you really hear every instrument being played that, that at the is, same time. That is amazing. Yeah. And uh, so you have opportunities uh, tomorrow, next Friday, and the Friday after that, and that will be it for this season. They have a website as well, Center Harbor Town Band. Dot com and right. you can see some pictures there yes. and uh, yeah so there's a great so there's a great video if you go into the media section yeah. of that website where my daughter Catherine is singing the national anthem for the for a Fourth of July and there was a gentleman who who took a drone and he flew the drone from the audience's perspective straight up into the air so you see not only the bandstand but you see the audience that's sitting there and then you see the lake you see the mountains and it's just the most gorgeous gorgeous view of what we what i experience every friday and you've been there how long i've been there over 15 years about 16 years yes yeah yes but of course the band's been there 137 137 years years. my goodness so it's it's been there for a long time yeah and uh going strong and absolutely three more opportunities to uh, see them uh this season and uh, you you won't want to miss it i'm i'm very anxious to go up there i want to make a point of being there for your great uh uh, Broadway night uh, yes, yes. A, a week from tomorrow. Absolutely. And you're going to have uh, music from uh, what shows? Well, we're going to have music from uh, The Sound of Music, uh, The Wizard of Oz. We're going to have stuff uh, from Music Man. We're going to have a lot of Henry Mancini favorites as yeah. well, too. Yeah. And just a lot of great pieces. As a matter of fact, because our band is really known for playing marches, there's one particular march which is known to many people, and it was the music for the Bridge Over the River Kwai. Oh, sure. Which yeah. is the Colonel Bogey March. Yeah. Which has the people will be whistling, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Right. And so that is a perfect march to be able to play, especially on a night of uh, both film and and Broadway. Oh, that is wonderful. You, you can't beat that for a combination, and that'll be next Friday night in beautiful Center Harbor. And folks, as Carlos mentioned, there is ice cream nearby, too. Absolutely. It's yeah. just right across the street. You know what? I, I told my man members that uh, you know don't drive there even though it's across the street, it'll still cost you $20 to drive with all the gas prices going up, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing we touched on just before the break is the the fact that you are a, a vocal teacher and have been for uh, a number of years, and you uh, get your students ready for auditions. Correct. And Correct. and you, you talked about, you know, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Uh, when preparing an audition or, or doing an audition. So what, what's the biggest no-no for an audition? Okay, so people don't notice this, but it is so important to understand what you are doing with your hands and with your feet 
whenever you are making a presentation. What you do and what you don't do can make or break an audition. So, for instance, there is a word called to, to slate. To slate is to give an introduction. So, um, I do also TV. Uh, and so they ask us when we do an audition, please slate. So I'll say, hello, my name is Carlos Martinez. I'm non-union, blah, blah, blah. And then then, then I go into my spiel. But uh, in auditions, you have to give your, typically your name, your, your age, and uh, possibly where you're from, and then the piece you're doing. And when we speak, what happens is, is that we don't realize this, but our hands might be moving, our, our, our feet might be doing something. Yeah. And people that are watching us always go to the thing that is moving. So if I were to stand and start to do this with my finger, you'd yeah. only pay attention to my finger and not to my face. So these things um, have to be practiced and rehearsed in front of a mirror. And I'm telling you, even the most professional people will still do this. And it it sets a sort of a, a prejudgment, a prejudice. Yeah in the listener's um, uh, mind about what's going on. What's going on with this person? Are they, are they nervous? Is it, uh, is it, are they just, you know, you know, you know, how can they, how, see, they try and picture that person on a stage. Right. And yeah. so if, if they have these nervous tics and things like that, that's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna bode well. And that's even prior to doing your presentation, to yeah. actually singing. Right. So these are the things that I work on is say, okay, let's slow down the speech when you do your auditions so that your voice is heard clearly and cleanly and people don't realize sometimes how fast they talk. I know I talk very fast me and I try to slow it down a little bit when I, so um, that's important as well. So remember that if you are auditioning uh, to, you know, you're, you're prejudged. I mean, even before you open your mouth, perhaps, you know what, when, uh, as soon yeah, as you walk into yeah, the room, right. You are being noticed. Yeah. So that's a very important thing that, right. Yeah, you know, just sort of keeping your in your mind. So yeah. don't uh, put on the act until you know. Don't wait. Start it at the beginning as soon as you walk in a room. Well, that that is very good advice. <laughs> a- a- absolutely, and uh, I'm I'm sure you've done it before and many times, I'm, and have, have coached uh, those who have and have been successful in in their auditions. So. Uh, you know of where you speak. Yes. Yeah, so, so prior to becoming a voice teacher, I sang opera, mm-hmm. and um, it was a very I- interesting story. What happened uh, when when I found my voice? Let's say uh, I had mentioned that I found my voice uh, later in life. I played the trombone, yeah. and it wasn't until high school that I really joined chorus and choir. Right, and um, I was I was a, a band member playing the trombone. And I was in the hallway, and I was swearing at somebody in the hallway, and the choral director stopped me and said, hey, and I turned around, and she said, come here. And I went, oh my God, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble now, right? (laughs) And she said, come in here, and she brought me into her room, closed the door, and said, you have a great voice. (laughs) And I said, what? She says, I want you in my choir. I said, no way, I don't wanna sing. I'm a trombonist, and that day, she dropped me out of band and signed me up for chorus, totally against my will, and I will never, ever be thankful enough for that decision that she made for me, because she ended up starting and launching a career in my singing. Isn't that something? Yes, yes. 
And she's still alive today, by the way. Her name, her name is Dottie Randall. Wow. And she happened to be uh, on sabbatical from an, being an accompanist at La Scala Milan in, in Italy. Oh, I love the way you say that. Yes. Yeah. And she was an accompanist there. And she lived in San Antonio, where I grew up. And she was teaching at a school for a couple of years. And that's how she heard my voice. And so because of, because of Dottie, I was able to get a scholarship to be able to go to school, to be able to sing. And uh, from that point, I did my master's work in Houston. And from there, I went to Houston Grand Opera. Then I traveled to Europe. I've sung in Russia. I've been in Canada. I've been on many, many great stages. I've, you know, I've sung with Palacio Domingo. I, I've had such wonderful experiences in my life. And um, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that one decision. So, so in a way, swearing can be a good there, thing. There, there you go. You know, you're cursing somebody out, turn your life around. That's you right. know. <laughs> well, we hear that uh, little bit of uh, interlude of yes. uh, recorded music here. You can hear live music uh, tomorrow night in Center Harbor, the Center Harbor Town Band. Tomorrow evening, next Friday, with. Uh, music from movies and Broadway and then the following Friday and then that will be your last opportunity. Three more chances. Yes, right. Three to hear chances. from the Center Harbor Town Band and the maestro Carlos Martinez. I can't wait to see you on stage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're a very entertaining guy. Oh, thank you. AM 1450 WKXL 103.9 FM in Concord 101.9 FM in Manchester streaming around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Stand by for more terrific excitement here on Kale and Company Live here on WKXL. Welcome back, Kale and Company Live for a Thursday. I tell you, time really flies on this show, especially when you have great guests like the maestro, <laughs> Carlos Martinez. And, you know, I, I read uh, in your bio somewhere that you wanted to be the next James Earl Jones. Well, you know what? Um, I have been doing a lot of voiceover work, and um, I do also some TV commercials. As a matter of fact, you've probably seen me on TV. Uh, I'm that annoying person who usually has a commercial on right. Uh, if you ever want to watch something on YouTube uh -huh. and you have yeah. this commercial, like, oh, come on, please stop playing those. I've been on those. Yeah. So you've yeah. Uh, you probably seen me on there. But uh, I definitely, you know, James Will Jones, he, he's, I mean, what a voice, right? Oh, my goodness, And yes. he's getting up there in age. And so I would love to be able to replace him. As a matter of fact, the person that I really liked was a gentleman by the name of Thurl Ravenscroft. I've heard the name. Well, he yeah. was the voice of Tony the Tiger. They're great. Correct? It sounded just like him. And a great, great thing here. You've seen um, The Grinch's Little Christmas, which is the, the first, the original, the cartoon. And it lists Boris Karloff as the narrator, but nowhere in the um, in the video does it list Thurl Ravenscroft. They forgot to put his name as the singer for "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch." They did not list his name. Can you believe that? Wow! So everybody no, thought that it was. That's hard to believe. How did they leave him out? You know, they thought it was uh, Karloff who actually sang that as well too, but it wasn't. It was actually Thurl Ravenscroft. So. Well, Carlos, we've heard a few notes from you just, just then, <laughs> singing, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. So, 
I, I I would like to ask you if you, you could sing oh, a little something oh, sure, for us absolutely. here on this Thursday. Yes, absolutely. So oh. um, I'd be glad to. Um, this is part of a well. This is part of a, a song, which is what we call a Neapolitan song, um, which is a song that originated near Napoli, and so the Italian is very colloquial, and so it's it's. We call it old Italian, and this is a little bit of uh, Santa Lucia, yeah? Okay. The maestro Carlos Martinez. Come se friceca la luna chiena, lo mare ride, l'aria è serena. Voi e che facite metà la via, Santa Lucia, Santa Lucia. Wow, bravo, bravo. Boy, that that is amazing. What a voice. What a set of pipes, ladies and gentlemen. My my goodness. And uh, do you ever sing with, with the band? You know what? I actually sang last Friday because I didn't have a person to I normally have a guest artist that comes and sings. Yeah. You know cuz you know I, I hate being the person who conducts and then turns around and sings and then maybe do a tap dance number. You know, you know, you know, it's you know, you know, you know I've never liked people like that. Um, and I had to sing because you know we need to have someone to lead the band, uh, especially during these sing-alongs. So uh, this Friday, uh, I'm crossing my fingers that I have this one student that's going to sing, uh, and so once again, my daughter will be able to sing next Friday. Outstanding! Looking <laughs> looking forward to hearing uh, Catherine uh, sing with with the band uh, next Friday night, doing some. Uh, movie music and uh, Broadway music from some great Broadway musicals and wow, uh, what uh, what a night it's it's going to be tomorrow night, next Friday and the Friday after that and then the season for the Center Harbor Town Band will be over for uh, 2022. How were you impacted, by the way, by by COVID? Did that impact your performances? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, last year we didn't start on the Fourth of July because they didn't want to have so many people. You know, these selectmen said, "Hey, let's not have that this many people around." So we started on July the 13th. So the name, the the title of the show was the Fourth on the 13th. And so we we, yeah. we we did a lot of the Fourth of July music then, and then the and then the year before that it was entirely canceled, and so and it was so sad because truly I think the people that were most affected were the people who perform. Wow! Yeah, absolutely. So now a little birdie told me I won't mention any names, but that at, you know you talked about being on TV. You, you said you did uh, an LLB commercial where you're on the Green Monster at Fenway Park. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I understand you had a, a local TV show at one, at one time. That's what I heard. Now, oh, I, I, I won't tell you my source for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So here, here's the story. And you know what? Uh, my daughter said, Dad, please, don't talk about your TV show. So, so when I was a public school teacher, I taught uh, in New Hampshire for about, uh, about 13 years. Um, I so enjoyed teaching children. And... There aren't any people on television right now, like a Mr. Rogers or a Captain right. Kangaroo. Right. Uh, and so I wanted to be this next person. So I did a television show entitled 
Mr. M's Wonderful World of Music. And the kids call me Mr. M because I have a rather long name. My name is actually Señor Luis Carlos Carvajal Garcia Álvarez González Martínez Esegur de San Antonio, Jr., <laughs> so instead of instead of the kids saying blah 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 junior they say yeah. mr m okay and so um i shot 19 episodes um at a studio in wolfboro and um it aired in in th- throughout the state of new hampshire for four years and it was quite popular. As a matter of fact, it was aired twice on Saturday mornings, and kids would come up. And you know what? It, it actually saved me from, from getting a ticket one day because I was driving home uh, one time from Center Harbor, and I was so tired. I was kind of weaving a bit on the road, and, and a policeman stopped me near uh, the, near the school where I worked. Right. And the policeman looked at me and said, hey, hey, you're Mr. M. You're that guy on TV. My kids love you. Hey, have a nice day. You're free. You're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, I haven't done anything since then because I've been too busy doing other things. But I'm I'm actually thinking of redoing it again because wow. I, I would really like to be able to be that person. Because, you know, kids, kids need to have someone to look up to. And there aren't that many people in this world right now where people can look, you know, where kids can look up That's to a person. That's very true. There's, you know, we've lost that, that sense of purity and innocence. Uh, we just don't have that anymore, and I really would like to bring that back and let kids know that they are, you know, that they are loved and can learn something as well. Is there any video out there of uh, Mr. M's wonderful oh, world sure. of music? Uh, yeah. uh, if you go actually on YouTube and, yeah. and type in the words, um, he brought it up. Yeah. So, uh, okay, okay. Um, um, uh, if you type in the words, the funny side of percussion. The funny side of percussion. Okay, just type those words into. I have a great YouTube. research team, as you can tell. But yes, yes, yes. And yeah. um, you'll see a, a snippet of one of my of one of my shows. Now, and I, I look forward to that, uh, and I will look it up. Uh, <laughs> you, you told me uh, during the last break that you're now working on an animated uh, musical. Yes, I have a friend by the name of Mark Schoenfeld who wrote a musical on Broadway around 1990 called Brooklyn the Musical. And he has a site called uh, Schoenfeld.cool. And um, he's a gentleman who lives partly in Beverly Hills and partly in New Hampshire. And I met him when I moved into my building in Manchester. And we became friends and and, uh, partners. And he is working currently on a musical called Music Boy. And it is an an incredible, it'll be one of the most incredible things that you'll ever see. And we are going to be presenting it uh, in the winter at the Wallace Annenberg uh, um, uh, Foundation at uh, in Beverly Hills in California. Oh, wow. And wow. we hope to be able to have producers and film directors there to be able to see it. So we're currently working on the music. We're working on the, the I'm working on the characterization of the voices. Uh, and so it's very exciting. And it's, yeah. gonna, it's truly going to be a fantastic thing. An animated musical. Yes, animated musical, yes. That is something. Yes. So looking forward to that in the not-too-distant future. Yes. Wow, yeah. that, that is something. But you certainly stay active. Sure do, yes. Yeah, yes. you do, and uh, still uh, teaching at uh, the University of New Hampshire in Durham. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I teach. Um, uh, I have my, my private students, and then uh, I teach vocal pedagogy. Uh, the class of vocal, uh, and then I also teach vocal diction as well too. So we, uh, I teach singers who either want to go into education or want to do performance, mm-hmm. uh, and we we work on French, Italian, German, uh, Spanish, Latin, 
Um, and I've taught even some Russian as well, too. And um, I also do the operas there. Uh, we're going to be doing an opera in the spring. We're doing the opera Swar Angelica. And we're also doing another opera that was written by Michael Anacarico, who was one of the one of the teachers that has been there for quite a long time at at UNH, and we'll be doing a couple of uh, performances of his of of, of his um, opera as well too. Wow, that is something. And uh, organist, choir director as well. Yep, I'm at a church in Rochester, in Rochester, so I drive an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is Trinity Anglican Church. And it's a wonderful church where we have all kinds of great singing. And in December, we put on a Messiah. And we have a nice little orchestra, great soloists. And uh, so it's a very active church as well. So, And so you're a very it. active guy. <laughs> Maestro Carlos Martinez. And what a delight it has been. Wonderful to have had you in the studio this morning. It's been a pleasure. And don't forget now, you can hear this program again at 7 o'clock this evening if you missed any part of it or just want to hear Carlos again on WKXL. And also, don't forget, tomorrow night, next Friday, and the Friday after that, the final three performances of the year for the Center Harbor Town Band. You can check them out at centerharbortownband.com. It doesn't get any easier than that. <laughs> Carlos, thanks so much. You're very welcome. For being with us. My pleasure. Here on WKXL. Join us tomorrow. We'll talk about the climate change a little bit and also be joined by Tom Raffio of Northeast Delta Dental. Thanks for listening. Be with us tomorrow. <laughs>